0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 36 of the Kill Your Internet podcast, proudly presented by High Brew Coffee. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: That's right. We have our first sponsor. Uh, thank you to the people at High Brew for uh, believing in us, jumping on board with the podcast. We're very happy. We've worked with High Brew in the past. Uh, last year, uh, when we were heading to South by Southwest, we did some work with them. And uh, they're just great people. They, uh, they really do care about the arts. They care about music. Um, they're from Austin, but they're right at home here in Philadelphia. And uh, we talked, and they're trying to to move their stuff into Wawa, and we thought we would be the perfect people to try and bring it there.
1: As they should, because it is the best coffee I've ever had out of a can. Oh, I yeah. was never out-of-the-can coffee guy until no, I like that. I don't do
0: Starbucks out of the can. I, right. I, I don't do that. But High Brew, uh, specifically the Triple Shots, they have them in vanilla and espresso. First of all, it's got real milk and sugar in it. And when I tell you, because uh, Ken knows me very well as a guy who loves pre-workout to go to the gym. <laughs> uh, I've been drinking these, tripl- or these triple shots before I go to the gym. And I swear to God, everybody who goes to the gym knows this feeling of like your ears tingling when you take pre-workout. Yeah. And it was the first time because I stopped pre- taking pre-workout. Yo, triple shots are the real deal. Uh, we're very proud to be partnered with High Brew Coffee for the Kill Your Internet podcast. Uh, they're available at Wawa. If you go to Wawa and you get one... Please tag us in an Instagram story that said Foxtrot sent you because you know we did. Uh, I'm, ve- I'm very, very excited to be working with Hybrew. Brew. Uh, Kenny, how are you today, buddy? Doing
1: good. Can't believe this is 36 episodes. 36 episodes, household. baby.
0: That's what I'm talking about. You know what's funny, man? Our interview today with Alexander Charles, it's a great interview, by the way, but I was talking kind of about you know what we accomplished during quarantine, per se, and we started this before quarantine, but I think once quarantine hit and- the music industry kind of went haywire and we were like, what can we do to really keep the momentum and and keep things moving? And I think it's actually turning into like more than I ever could have expected. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy to be doing this. Yeah.
1: It's been fun. Here's a 36 more.
0: Yeah. If we stop, (laughs) I hope we don't stop at (laughs) 72. Oh, that was math. Um, yeah. So obviously the hybrid news was big. Uh, we are in the process of finishing part two of the record. Uh, we just did some pre-production in the studio right now before everybody left. Everything's going great. Uh, everything in Foxtrot World is good. We have another single dropping in October, which we've been teasing online, but I'm not really going to go into too much detail on that yet. Very excited about that. Something spooky for the Halloween season. Oh, spooky. Spooky. Uh, other than that, let's uh, let's break this happiness. The Sixers have been eliminated from the playoffs. Brett Brown has been fired. Elton Brand seems like he's being stripped of his uh, authority there in the front office. Life is a steaming hellscape. I don't know what to do with myself. Let's get ready for football season. Ken?
1: Yeah, that that game after it ended, I sat on the beach and just pondered. It was
0: I it feels like it was the death of the family. It feels like like the process is over. And I I, I know it was Brett's time to go. And Brett even knew that it was his time if he didn't if he didn't deliver, it was over. You know yeah. what I mean? It, I,
1: I wish him all the best. Me you too. Know? Great guy. Seemed like, you know, it just he wasn't given the right parts. And, no, you know, but
0: was- seven years is seven years, and it's time to get a new voice in. I don't know what we're going to do with the Caps base. I seriously hope Al Horford forgets where Philadelphia is and doesn't come back. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm looking towards the Eagles now. Although, I will say, Flyers, uh, Flyers they got blown out tonight but, tonight. but you know, Listen, we are all Philly sports all the time. It's uh, we. Are, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and I said, uh, if you were to meet us out at a bar... And you just had a ten minute conversation. I guarantee you, it's about sports, and you would not think that we are musicians—not at all. <laughs> <Definitely> <laughs> not. Uh not. But that's the duality of man. We get into that with the interview today with Alexander Charles as well. Uh, other than that, uh, dude, li- life—I'm going to say—other than the Sixers, life is good. Ken, I'm—I'm I'm happy with what we're doing, and it- it's weird. I don't know, like when when quarantine started and everything changed, where I was going to be at at this point, even mentally, where were we, we were going to be at as a band, and. I feel like you could have gone one or two ways. You could have you could have, you know, shut down and not done anything, or you could have changed your life. And I feel like we've changed our lives in a weird way. I I, I really feel like we've changed the way we've recorded. We changed, uh, you know, the amount of content that we were driving with the podcast. I we're unstoppable. We can't be stopped. It's impossible.
1: Yeah, I think we were definitely thrown a major wrench, or yeah, could just sink out the world. This. We, yeah, it's, it's, somebody threw a house at us. Yeah, didn't. and you know, from that, you just got to get better and. I think um, we did get clarity from the chaos and I think we've really managed to that do was that. very
0: eloquent and I like that get ca- get clarity from the chaos
1: I think
0: That's I stole good. it from the 311 song. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so we do have an interview with Alexander Charles today. Uh, Thursday, we have White Sox Dave from Barstool Sports and the Happy Fits. We have a double interview episode, which I'm really excited about. It's our first one of those. Uh, so we'll be talking sports. We'll be talking the Happy Fits about their music, all their touring. Really cool band from New Jersey. Uh, and then next week, we have some amazing interviews as well. This train will not stop. We are unstoppable. I've said it before and I'll say it again uh kenny let's jump into the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet (laughs) i was laughing about this one before and ken didn't know what i was laughing about but uh i I don't know how to describe this human being but lenny dykstra appeared this weekend oh boy (laughs) lenny dykstra had an (laughs) all-time tweet lenny dykstra tweeted it has officially been 27 months since i've been incarcerated (laughs) and i the first tweet i saw after that was (laughs) so it's called being a human being dude for those of you who don't know who lenny dykstra is he was a he was a player for the phillies and the mets they called him nails um resident incarcerated human being for insider trading and a bunch of other shit uh how do you describe lenny dykstra again he was a great baseball player yeah he, nails was the man everything steroids, that happened after baseball yeah <laughs> wheels fell off dude uh but yeah i just thought that was an all-time tweet just to see the words like a congratulatory thing of like hey man Can you believe it's like 27 months since I've been in jail? Like a
1: two year or one year? Yeah, he's
0: (laughs) (laughs) like he's like actually he's still in jail in his room and he's just like etching the wall with like yeah he's been keeping count so he's just on his way back eventually. But uh, shout out to Lenny Dykstra for being Lenny Dykstra. Uh, The second wildest shit that I see on the internet. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, there's like these two. We're getting into TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. scary enough. There's like these two TikTok groups that like have different houses in LA or something and. Uh, one of them threw this like huge party, which just looked like the worst thing on earth. It was a bunch of influencers like packed wall to wall in this fucking house, and they destroyed the house. And it was like a thousand people in a house with no masks on. So like, it went all over Twitter, and people were shitting on these people. Uh, but the, the city of Los Angeles, the mayor Garcetti or whoever it is now, uh, shut off the power to their
1: house. <laughs> so. Oh, that is such a power move. No pun intended. Right? What the fuck? <laughs>
0: That's a power move. Could you imagine just being like, you know what? Fuck those kids! Shut that power off! Like, I we're gonna look back on this period of time. First off, it is really funny. Like, you, I think I realize my age when the fact that these people are celebrities and I absolutely have no idea who the fuck they are. I actually don't. Have, I don't have TikTok, so I have no goddamn idea. But like, what are these kids gonna do if TikTok gets banned in the United States?
1: They gotta pivot to something else. Yeah, they're gonna wind up is. being influencers
0: who. Charge like five hundred dollars for like teeth whitening strips on Instagram. Like oh, they're gonna sell
1: weight loss tea
0: on Instagram, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw that and I was like, "Where the fuck are we as a society where this is going on?"
1: It's just a phase. Well, it is a phase. It's it's it just always. a phase.
0: No. It's not forever. John Mayer lyric. You like that? No,
1: that John Mayer house.
0: Nice. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the third thing with something me and Ken were talking about before we got on the podcast today. The My Pillow guy seems to be getting some into a bunch of shit. Uh, the well, My
1: Let me clarify. <laughs> clarify, it, please. Colin asked me if I saw the rundown for the speakers at the Republican National Convention. I said no, I haven't. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I saw the My Pillow guy was there. And I was like, you know what? Good for him. My Pillow guy. He's just trying to sell pillows. You know, everyone, let's leave him alone.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> apparently, the My Pillow guy is apparently uh, pivoting his business to like. Sponsors some short sort of like therapeutic treatment for coronavirus, and I was at the gym the other day on the treadmill watching CNN. And uh, Anderson Cooper, I was reading the captions, was just tearing the My Pillow part, My Pillow guy apart. First off, we can all agree the My Pillow guy definitely fucks his pillows. Did like, you ever see those commercials? Was he, was he hugging
1: the pillow in the interview? Yo,
0: he hugs that like he loves that pillow. Like individually, every My Pillow that you buy has some extra love in it because the My Pillow guy definitely goes in. And he's on like, all- when
1: you're done. Screw me them like I do. I'll give you a second one yeah. for free. <laughs> <laughs> one to sleep with, one to throw other stuff.
0: One yes. that I've already had sex with, one for you. Uh yeah, but the my pillow guy's been like stumping for Trump recently. Like he's been on like uh campaign stuff. Could you imagine being so universally like malauded that you have to like go for the my pillow guy to be <laughs> be your spokesperson?
1: I've actually heard the pillows are actually pretty good. I don't I haven't slept on one personally. I haven't slept with one like he does. But yeah, no,
0: they're very comfortable. They just smell like jizz <laughs> because the Pillow guy has had his way with all of them.
1: If you buy his um, drug for Corona, do you get a free MyPillow? <laughs> you
0: have to. <laughs> what, so they can put it in your coffee? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I just seen that, and I was like, yo, this motherfucker's doing too much. I don't know what else to say about that. Ken, oh, let's update here. Ken, you're back on Twitter now. Have you seen anything recently?
1: No, it's mostly been really depressing. Twitter or so. You guys have to
0: go and follow Ken's Twitter. Ken is Ken. I will say you are goat level Twitter user.
1: Oh, thank you. I don't tweet a whole lot. I'm not one of those rapid stream yeah, conscious you're, guys. Yeah, you're more. You're you're more quality over quantity. There's, there's an art to making a good tweet.
0: Yeah, you're. You know. I made my first meme today. That was uh, good. <laughs> thank you. It was uh because Tyron Liu is is uh rumored to be ta- like the lead candidate for the Sixers job. And so I made the meme of the step over Allen Iverson stepping over Tyron Lowe, except I photoshopped Tyron Lue's head on Allen Iverson and Brett Brown on Tyron Lue's head, so it's the greatest comeback story ever told.
1: You got ahead of that meme by a couple of years. If they ever win a championship with Tyronn, oh hell Lue. yeah! And
0: and they beat Brett Brown's so team, whoever Brett Brown is make coaching. Sure you save God damn! Oh uh, receipts, that. dude, receipts are very important. Um, so let's move on from the wildest shit we've seen on the internet into what the fuck we've been listening to. Uh, me and Ken are both gonna start with the same band, the same album, just different songs. Let's talk about the Killers' album. Um, my album of the year so far, besides Zeros. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> imploding the forward. mirage is an absolute masterpiece it is like peak killers it's the best thing they've done since Samstown, and it has restored my faith in rock and roll I, i'm 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 just ecstatic dude
1: it was just one of those bands that has a very distinct sound yeah doing their sound the best they possibly yeah, could yeah
0: and i saw a great tweet that said the war on drugs radicalized the killers and I'm here for it. And I agree. It definitely shouts out to Adam Granduccio and everybody in the war on drugs, Philly natives. Uh, you guys are rock gods and the killers definitely took some direction on the synth sounds and the drum tones they used. Just an amazing album, dude. And I'm, I'm really happy that they put out another record. Uh, I'm going to go with the song blowback. Uh, it's just like very driving, Springsteen y type guitars, uh, very rapid paced drum beats. The, 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 the hooks on all the songs are just amazing. I'm not, much, yeah. Brandon Flowers, his voice still sounds as good as ever. Uh, it's Dude, Hot Fuss came out in 2004. How crazy is, is that?
1: Yeah, that is. I was in sixth
0: grade when the Killers man. put their first record out.
1: And it's not like they haven't put out good music since. But no, like but I mean, nothing just... nothing this complete and just.
0: No, I mean, this is the 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 album of the year for me so far. I'm not even kidding when I say that. What was your song that you picked?
1: I did Dying Breed. Dying Breed is so good. Another good one. I love when that drum, fill hits and it just oh goes yeah from it there. takes off,
0: man. I, I just I think the production's outstanding. I thought they took their time and wrote amazing songs, and and to me like this is like a watershed moment in rock and roll. Going back to where it should be, and just making great music, and it didn't try and sound like anything modern. They just made a great killers record. No, they That's just it. did what they do, and just did it They very, did what very they good. do. Uh, I'm gonna go with my second song. Uh, I was driving yesterday, and I actually used Shazam for once uh, for a song that wasn't ours on the radio, uh, <laughs> and it was a song by the Felice Brothers. It's called "The Kid." It is like theatrical, like it, it reminds me of Houndmouth a little bit. So, like this kind of like Americana rock. But it's it's just huge harmonies and these beautiful guitar parts and it's a story. It's 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 just a really great song, and I I absolutely like fell in love with this band. That record is just amazing. They put it out last year. Uh, check out the Felice Brothers, The Kid. Uh, great pick for number two. So Ken, go for your uh, second pick. My
1: second is actually going to be I I know you've been praising this album. I finally got around to listening listening to it this weekend. The Harry Styles album, dude.
0: We're going to say it here, because we were just talking about all this rock and roll. I'm a Harry Styles fan. and I'm That not album a, is good. It's amazing. Dude, I, uh, first off, he recorded a lot of it at Peter Gabriel's studio, and everything in me did not want to like this album, because it's it's like, all right, One Direction, whatever. Dude, top notch. We're talking about stuff that'll be
1: remembered in
0: years from now. That's
1: th- we, me and my girlfriend had the discussion. I'm like, the songs on this are songs 20 years from now yeah. will still stand. The one I have is Falling. Was Oh, so
0: good. Uh, there's a song on the record called Cherry that is, yeah, it, oh my god, good. it's so good. And it sounds like Peter Gabriel. And he did an interview and somebody yeah, was like, it, it sounds like Peter Gabriel. And, and he was like, like yeah.
1: I, I love like shameless pop music. Sometimes. Me too, man. To write, but that is just very good and mature songwriting. Just a great album. Yeah, he around. definitely
0: worked with the right people. And he's he's very talented. I, 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 I can't deny it, dude. I like Harry Styles. <laughs> uh, my third pick, and this is more of a serious pick. Uh, we lost... Um, Justin Towns Earl yesterday who if you're not familiar with Justin Towns Earl he is the son of Steve Earl uh, who made Copperhead Road very famous outlaw country artist and he was only 38 I'm a huge fan of Justin Towns Earl and he brought actually he when he put out his Harlem River Blues album in 2010 the touring guitar player was Jason Isbell Mm mm-hmm and he paved the way for all these Americana guys like your Sturgill Simpson's and your your Jason Isbols who came about later, and and your your Chris Stapletons and just making this very country. very it, it, it's it's a killer for the community man. He, he was a big Nashville guy, so he's very beloved down there. I picked the song Harlem River Blues. It's just I don't know. I got really emotional last night listening to it because I really love that record. And uh, he passed away at 38. Um, rest in peace, to Justin Towns Earl. Fucking. Unbelievable musician, unbelievable songwriter, and you will be missed, uh, Ken. I don't mean to like drag you down for your third pick. But what's your third pick? Uh, okay, <laughs> so, um,
1: <laughs> my third one. I was I was on the beach this weekend, so um, I'm gonna go. This is Ken's reggae. There we go. Ken's corner, reggae corner is um, gonna go with some Modesty Yahoo. Oh, live like a warrior. Okay, great song. Just it's a great reggae tune. That's a great re- I, I,
0: yeah. Uh, Modest you know. Modesty Yahoo's good beach. Has he, he
1: done anything recently? He he keeps going. He's still making music. Good for him. As a guy that probably came in that people probably wrote off as a novelty. Yeah. As this guy with the Hasidic Jewish, <inaudible> Jewish locks and everything like that. Yeah. By. He's made a whole career for himself and, you know, couldn't be happier for the guy. If you want to
0: talk about individualism and you want to talk about somebody who truly stayed themselves, Modest Yahoo is probably the pick. percent Speaking of people who truly continue to make music that reflects themselves uh we're gonna move over to our interview with alexander charles i'm telling you right now um i found alexander charles uh through ground up which was a, a big rap group that we actually talked about it too uh the same time as as the mac millers and the motion twist i actually brought i brought up like he me and alex were talking before the the podcast and he was saying kind of like they felt like they got, they got lumped into the frat rap thing
1: yeah i was gonna say that was like our college rap. yeah and, we were and in the West funny Chester. thing was
0: I brought because he's he's friends and collaborators with uh, Asher Roth, and I was like I was like it's the amazing music that has come out since then, and Alexander Charles is absolutely one of those people as well who's continued to grow and just keeps putting out great music. Uh, so we're gonna head over to that interview with Alexander Charles. Before I do that, I just wanted to bring up High Brew Coffee one more time. Uh, you can buy High Brew and Wawa, but you can also buy it online. And if you buy a twelve pack of the triple shot espresso or vanilla offline and you use the promo code FOXTROT, that's right, we got our own promo code, you get 10% off your order. So head over there, buy it at Wawa, buy it online. We're heading over to our interview with Alexander Charles. Fuck you guys, we love you. Peace. Yeah! How you feeling? feel all right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, today's guest for the Kill Your Internet podcast is none other I don't know how to describe you, dude, because there's a lot of hyphenates that I can go with. Uh, rapper. I'm going singer because of the new record, too. You're singing a lot on the new I record. Yeah, uh man. Fucking great visual artist as well. Alexander Charles, welcome to the Kill Your Internet Podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Dude, we, we hustled to get this one done, bro. <laughs> I'm proud of us. It's overdue, man. It's it is overdue. overdue.
2: I'm a fan of your work.
0: I mean, we talked. We talked me. about this too. Like I said this last week with Max Swan, and I feel like the really cool thing about this whole situation with the podcast is that it's given me this opportunity to talk to people who like I would know of, but like we're like fr- a fringe observer, and now like we have something to talk about. So it's like, all right, we got time. Absolutely. Let's do it.
2: People, people like to talk about themselves.
0: <laughs> that, <laughs> that was okay, my thing really? last week. I said, yo, people it's love to not hear not themselves shit. talk, yo. So, but for me, like I really have been following you for a while now. Not in a creepy way, but, like...
2: Likewise, I, likewise. I think Chill Moody put me on uh, you guys Chill's a good dude, man. Years ago, man. And I've been... Uh, I admire what you guys do, man. For it's real.
0: To me, like, when I, like, look at our community, right? So the Philly music community. Because we have people on who aren't from Philly. But, mm-hmm. like, most of my best conversations come from people from here. Is because I kind of have a background on you, too. So, like, I have questions I actually want to ask. I get it. Um, I get it. When well, we start everything, every, every interview with House Quarantine, quarantine has been a, a
2: bit of a roller coaster yeah a little um, bit <laughs> for everybody I'm, I'm not gonna lie uh i noticed that i have this kind of unhealthy relationship with uh with my creative output yeah um and i felt like uh the lack thereof Yeah. Uh, Particular like everything changed man. my my, my brother bish he he runs the studio and he's he started spending a lot more time back at home
0: because um He was worried about the virus and stuff like that. That's a weird thing, too, because um, I, I, like, in our band, right, we have six people who are regular mm -hmm. members. And, like, some of us took it really seriously. Some of us didn't. And I was kind of not – I didn't take it not seriously, but, like, I'm more on the side of, like, I need to get my work done. Like, I need to keep doing it. But it's, like, I had to be, like – I had to be okay with people not being there.
2: Right. So I'm on this tightrope where – I, I totally feel you, um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I can tell I, you're that dude, too. You want to get your shit done. Yeah. Um. And when I'm not, um, I really I, I tend to get to a pretty low place Um. and I start to beat up on myself. Me, too. Um, and that that stagnancy is
0: honestly like my my biggest fear. Um, oh, dude, I, I, idle hands are my worst thing. If I, I can't, I keep, my, I if I can't hand, keep my if I can't keep my feet moving, then I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean we talked about it for the podcast, but it gets it gets to the point where you build yourself into this routine of constantly like moving and flying around, to where you can't even vacation, you can't relax, you can't kick your feet up.
2: No, and the rest is a curse. Like, it, do
0: you think it's actually a good thing that we kind of had to like step back for a second, or has it been? I do, I do, because um, I think that
2: I think that recharging is just as important. Oh, as, yeah. as the work, and I, I've I, it's taken me a long time to realize that. Um, actually got really uh but back to i I feel torn because um you know my father's 85 years old my mother's wow i I don't like to talk about that no that's okay that's that's we're we're having a conversation we're
0: going to talk about we're going to talk about your family life and um, kind of like your last year and your background too so i mean like absolutely man um i'm an open book but uh
2: so yeah i'm 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 i I am one of those people that is kind of like i'd rather be uh, too safe, then look back on this and be like, "Damn, I wish I, I wish I was a little more careful."
0: I know, man. I think I have a little bit of a Superman complex where I don't think anything can hurt me. I
2: understand. But the man. one
0: thing that, like, I think actually, I, I did learn about myself in this process is I might be more empathetic than I thought I was because I, I don't leave house, the house without a mask, and uh, I've actually been really good about that. My wife, awesome. it's even in my own household. My wife is very like she took this very, very, very seriously. That's dope. And uh, she had basically locked me in the house. Like I wanted to keep moving my feet, and it's just—I don't know, man. I think as artists, like one of the questions I wanted to ask you was: Do you think that you this isn't on an output, but more on an like an intake stage? Were you listening to more music? Were you taking more stuff in, or were you like listening to less? Because I've gotten differing opinions from this from different artists that I talked to. A lot less.
2: So was I. A I lot wasn't less. listening to anything.
0: Um, unless it was like my comfort zone like to where like it was records that I loved already mm-hmm. I was not really that interested in anything anybody was putting out
2: it's funny man And in, in general yeah. I think um, I can only speak for myself but um, if I want to kind of feel inspired yeah nine times out of ten I'm putting on a movie or because uh, 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 I, I, it's a slippery slope with music like I have a tendency where like a song can inspire me so much I start writing or I, I head into the studio and <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make a version of that, of that song.
0: I live that life too, dude. You know what I mean? We all steal in one way or another. Like we all do take from what we love. Absolutely. But it's a matter of when you start to force it into a situation where like, if you're in my situation, like I got to write a black key song or I got to write the, like, but the thing is though, I mean, we're going to get into this. Most of my inspiration actually comes from hip hop. Like I, 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 I find awesome. so much of my inspiration from and that. I, I can hear that. I can hear that. I mean, it's just what I love. Like, and the uh, yeah, rhyme scheme. Well, the thing stuff, is, for yeah. me, like from from listening to your music and especially the new record, we're going to get into Fortune Cookies throughout this. So, like, there's going to be different sections where we're going to talk about that specifically. But you stretched your legs so much on this to where I was listening to it was Deep End, the song with mm-hmm. Asher Roth. Mm-hmm. You're singing on that.
2: Yeah, man. And <laughs> I, if you asked me five years ago, um, I probably. I would have said you were crazy, yo. And um, I mean, you know can I mean? see
0: the growth yeah, over time. Yeah, and I one, appreciate that, man. And I, first of all, I love that record. Uh, but, Fortune Cookie. I can't wait to break it down more. But
2: it, it was a genuine thing where I felt um, nervous isn't the right word, but um, it felt like we were taking a risk. Yeah, but right? that's and that's and, the best shit though. And like and you that's, how, that's how I felt. <laughs> I wanted it to be that way. Yeah,
0: but um, it, it didn't come across as like I'm trying to do something that everybody else is doing, because I feel like especially in hip hop right now. I use the word, like, I feel like every genre of music goes through this at different periods of time. A lot of rap shit right now is, is faceless. It's, it's, I could, I can't pick these dudes out of a lineup sometimes because a lot of it is, it's remanufactured. I feel like I've heard it's, it all before.
2: It's ambiguous. Yeah. It's I, ambiguous. I, I it's hear a hear good you. word for I it. You.
0: And, uh, I mean, rock and roll's gone through it numerous times over because mm-hmm. it's an older, mm-hmm. it's an older art form. Mm-hmm. Rap is now going through its point where it's become the top dog. And, uh, now it's getting to the point where it's getting exploited to where everybody's starting to do the same thing because labels and stuff are starting to push it that way. But you, on the other hand, you zagged when everybody else zigged, and I love that. Thank you, man. Yeah, no problem, um,
2: dude. It's also, like, to your point, I think that, which is, a, I think it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, but the barriers of entry have been reduced to the point where, you know, you can get a $100 focus right. Yep. I could buy a beat from a producer on YouTube for 20, yeah. 25 bucks. Um, just keep it moving. And I could put out a song on SoundCloud. So like I think that what we're what we're going through right now, particularly in hip hop, because it is such a, a giant genre right now. Uh,
0: commercially it's number one. Right.
2: Um I think that there is there's it's inevitable that there's gonna be like a little bit of this quote unquote oversaturation. We talked um,
0: about this on the podcast last week with it w- it was just the band and we were talking about um like 80s rock and roll, when it was like the hair metal, like the Motley Crue's and the Guns N' Roses of the world, and every band, every singer looked the same, every song sounded the same, mm. and then mm. all of a sudden, Nirvana came through and fucked mm. everything up. And yeah. I, hip-hop went has gone through that in different periods of time, too, in a shorter span. Absolutely. Like you think about, like, I don't know, like, I feel like Diddy's been a part of three of these different things, but like at the same time, like two thousand five, two thousand six, Atlanta shit with like the crunk movement and stuff like that. Everybody wanted to do that, and then they snap back out of that, and into like the later two thousands when the Drakes and the Coles and the Wallets come through. Like mm-hmm. things oh, go in cycles. Absolutely. I just think too, like TV. I think the music industry is scared right now in a lot of perspectives, mm-hmm. and when labels can control artists and they know it's a working formula, they're going to keep pushing it that way. When you were, because we're going to talk about your time with Ground Up as well. Mm-hmm. Did you? Were you guys a major label sign sign band? We never. Uh, funny enough, man, we never signed to a major. We
2: had a couple independent yeah. labels, um, and the experiences, quite frankly, weren't that great. Um, it
0: never feels that good, does it? You, no, think, you no, think like we, you reach this milestone? And yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, for real. And then six months after um, ground up parted ways, I signed to Warner Brothers.
0: No shit. Yeah,
2: and it was like this. It was a real milestone achievement. Yeah. And then it turned into, <laughs>
0: uh, like, uh, a terrible experience. You know what um, it is, too? Because uh, I don't even know why it feels so good. Like I feel like it's validation. But from another perspective as an artist... It's such a way because we live in this world where you constantly have to keep validating why you're doing what you're doing. Like, you have to constantly keep being like, oh, we just did this. Absolutely. To your friends who, uh, or your family or your and family. shit like that. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, I signed a warrant. You're like, I got a year and a half, maybe two years to at least say, like, yo, I got my feet moving. Uh, absolutely. Yo, yeah. It's a sad reality. When I got past yeah, that point, it's true. Like, when I got past that point in my life where, like, I was like, I, I can keep doing this myself, like, and I can own everything. Mm-hmm. And for, like, I think it's because we always have things moving. Nobody's ever like, "So what's Budney doing?" It's like, it's like, "Oh shit, he's like working." Mm-hmm. But like the major label system's so funny because that is—I th- th- feel like they almost kind of like prey on that and the fact that w- they know our insecurities and they're like, "Like I can just give this guy a deal and he's gonna love it." And absolutely, not to mention they know we're
2: nine times out of ten we're. Pretty much broke. Yeah, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, like, they've got
0: they've got us by the balls, and so, you know what's funny too? I, I'm like I'm talking about this, and like watch we we'll wind up signing a major label deal in six months. We'll go back and listen to this and be like, "Fuck you, get out!" I, I got mean, no fear though, dude. I really don't. You shouldn't,
2: man. You guys have a sound that, and here's the thing, man. I, that's not me saying I I don't think any any artist should sign to a major label. Yeah, my circumstance was really uh, unique. Yeah, the president of the label that. I sat in his office, it was incredible. Um like uh Neil Young just left like oh, to, come on, dude. he dropped off like a painting or some shit. It's fucking incredible. It was it was surreal, bro. That's, and and then um yeah, like six months after I signed, he left and went to Amazon Music. And now, now you're I'm, high and dry. Now I'm playing for a coach that didn't recruit me. Like, that's a, <laughs> and, yo, that's a like, that's a really good analogy. They're, they're, that at, happened to at me at that <laughs> point. At that point, they were like, they were like, we don't even know why did like sign you, bro. Yeah, like, what? you know what I mean. They're not returning calls. They're sh- So it it turned into like what I thought was gonna be like the answer to a lot of my prayers, for yeah. lack of a better word, and it it but. It was a genuine learning experience, like that.
0: That's the, all this ever is, yeah. man.
2: And that turned into to the fifty two weeks, like that. that um, so and that's a fucking
0: beautiful segue, because like that's where, like my first impression of you came. So for those of you who aren't aware, this man sitting across from me made a song and a video every week for a whole fucking year. Oh, man, I just want to shake your hand go. on that, fucking. Thank you, because that's incredible. Because I, we drop shit every, you know, three, four months, and it feels like a mountain out of a molehill. And you're over here dropping 52 tracks in a year. And first off, smart enough to see what's going on with Instagram, smart enough to see, oddly enough, I mean, the, the person who really came up off that formula kind of was tear whacking away because she did, the, she did the, fi- or the one minute clips yeah, for her whole record. It's
2: funny because we, we, we did ours first. It, uh, uh, but, but I mean, I'm not saying... No, but I'm, I'm, saying, not, I'm not saying... It's weird that the, the, most, it, it like, like, the most
0: resourceful motherfuckers who come up with this shit are from Philly. Like, it does not I was, surprise
2: yeah, me. I, absolutely. I think we, we have to do it in a different way, man. We don't have the spotlight on us. And I love that, though. Me too. Me too, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but, yeah, to, I mean, to your point, I think that uh, some of my biggest inspirations are, you know... Guys like Matt Stone and Trey Parker, who, oh, yeah. who, who made South Park. Um,
0: See, I want to know before we hop into fifty-two weeks. Oh, I'm gonna, yeah, sure, I'm gonna start sure, by, sure. I'm gonna start by asking a couple of questions, and just these sure, are yeah, like, we'll elaborate on that later. Well, visually, who inspires you? Because yeah. you bring up Matt Stone and Trey Parker, because your yeah. your visuals are unique. Your fucking clothing sense is unique. The shit you make is unique. Like, I'm talking you, photographers. I'm talking, you, you're you a big movie guy. Like, what directors do you like? Like, like who inspires you visually? Because I don't know many artists who do better visually than you do.
2: Oh, that means a lot, man, because I lose sleep over it sometimes. Yeah, I, I wouldn't you know what say what I mean? it if I didn't mean it either.
0: And that's what always stood out to you about me.
2: Um, <laughs> thank you. No, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, that's the one thing I think people, people kind of... Put down like sitting in front of the television and and watching and watching TV or movies, but it's kind of depends on what it is that you're watching. I've my written opinion. songs I mean, off of movies, bro. I, absolutely. I, again, I keep going back to it, but the 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 films and the the, the TV shows like The Sopranos or The Wire, uh, um, like classic HBO shit. Those those inspired a lot of lines in my songs. Yeah, and songs <laughs> in general are just like uh made me want to work for what sopranos I, or wire uh, which one's better i i i just i just had a long talk about i think i think it's the wire man uh, i think S- it's the wire and i love the sopranos so much it's just this really atypical approach that they took where you know a lot of shows they have the the protagonist this really strong lead role yeah and um generally speaking his actions or reactions to whatever situation he's placed in reverberates to the characters that surround him. Yeah. And in The Wire, there is no real main character. No, not at all. And the main
0: character is drugs, I feel like. <laughs> or,
2: or, yeah, or the city of Baltimore yeah. or drugs. You could, yeah. yeah, there's, like, there's like, like,
0: like 10 different main characters these, in that show. These outside
2: factors affect the characters that are in The Wire. It's this yeah. in, inverse thing. And I, I don't know. I just... I. That was some nerdy shit. I, I no, just, yo, this I is really a place
0: love. to be nerdy. This is like I love that. That's, that's me, man. We dig into shit. That's like to me, me like, I take The Sopranos because I just enjoyed watching that more. And also, I feel like it's I, one and two for me. I so grew up in a really Italian house, so oh, like that's I feel like it's like fucking like so it resonated with it. Resonated you with, with me. A, it, on a deep it was, level. but like two, like there had never been a character on TV like Tony. No. Tony. There'd never been a main character who's supposed to be this badass motherfucker, you know, mob capo, mob mob boss, who also is seeing a therapist because he can't stop passing out. And to watch... I don't know that there's ever been... You know, they talk about The Wire. There's no one main protagonist. The whole show runs through Tony and his emotions and the way he deals with things. Mm -hmm. And the ancillary characters are awesome, but it's like... Mm -hmm. Tony Soprano is just like the greatest TV character of all time to me. Absolutely. That's
2: who I had to go with. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly agree with that i think that there wouldn't be a breaking bad no. um it it was really the first like drama television show that that had an an anti-hero he wasn't the best guy and yet he had all these endearing
0: qualities, and you, yeah, you, you love like you should. We all should have fucking hated Tony, right? But you loved him. You rooted for him, and you loved him, yeah. which is funny too. Because like you talk about Breaking Bad, and uh, the one thing about the, about Breaking Bad because it's like a perfect TV show. Like it's it great. got out at the right time. It's incredible, but you don't like anybody. You don't even like Walt. You you like Jesse sometimes, right? No, that's a good point. But you fucking hate everybody. That's a good point. It's a dark show. What's the best TV? Te- like so, besides HBO, what's the best? television ever produced. Like I, I would say true detective season one was probably incredible. It's so fucking incredible. good. But I don't think Mad Men gets enough credit. Did you ever
2: dive oh, into it's Mad Men incre- It's that's like top that was like top five for me. Bro, yeah.
0: I went back and watched that during quarantine and I I fucking just fell back in love. John Hamm's incredible. You talk about anti-hero, John, like John Ham is is next level. Just and, a piece and of and shit, I, but he's also I, just I, the main And actually, I, I've been watching Handmaid's
2: Tale* with, oh, with my yeah. girl, and it was actually Elizabeth it, it, Moss. It, yeah, and and uh, Peggy from *Yeah*, Peggy from <laughs> and, um, also *House of Cards*. Man, it's yo, like, I'm watching
0: it right now, and, it, and it's conflicting because of, of the Kevin I mean? Spacey thing. You know I mean? There's Chris. also a lot of other really amazing actors and actresses on that show, so right, I just right, try and write off Kevin Spacey. For what he is, right? And it
2: doesn't. I mean, it sucks. But I'm it in like the middle of season erase. four. It I doesn't. need to know how it ends, bro. I uh, need I can't to know. Wait. How I it can't, ends. We, gotta, we gotta talk after. All right, but,
0: good. Yeah. You know what sucks? Fucking eight, Netflix has like the previews when you like scroll over something, mm-hmm. and it like gives a little like peek. And they spoiled something spoil huge it? for me. Like, oh my I kind of knew because they had to do it this way, but like, I didn't know that shit was going to happen that way. And, uh, people, yeah, so
2: people know, bro, in front of me, don't we,
0: spoil shit. You can't spoil it. All yeah. right. I'll break my heart. Here's a good question <laughs> What's your dream collaboration? And this is a two part question. Other rapper, and then what producer would you most likely want to work with? Great question. This is tough. It is. It is. Because I
2: think about the rappers that I. Other rapper, Jay Z. I mean, that's an obvious pick. It's it's a late. I don't want you to think it's lazy. Like, I just. I grew up um, thinking confidently that, like, Jay Z was my my greatest of all time.
0: I mean, Um, Jay. There's no. I don't think there's any. Saying as far as career-wise goes, that Jay Jay's the best. Jay's had the best career. Jay has what uh, 12 number one albums. Like you can't touch Jay's career. I we had a we had a long conversation on the podcast though about um about Jay. It's weird. I don't ever look at Jay Z for what's going on that's new. Like Jay Jay's the guy who's in his own lane. Right. I look at Jay Z for just being the Jay Z best Jay Z possible. Like he's never gonna push the boundaries, but he's just gonna make you the best shit ever.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean and he might have peaked a long time ago but the 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 longevity though the idea that somebody could reinvent themselves in a way that doesn't feel like contrived or or forced i just bro he he
0: fake retired in 2003. uh, it's fucking 2020. right like this is uh, uh, to me like i think jay's a, a great answer but the reason why this actually goes really well is because Jay's worked with all the best producers. Jay has mm-hmm. Jay has classics with everyone you could ever want to work with. Mm-hmm. So, who out of all the producers in the world would you pick?
2: This is an off the wall answer since I picked a lazy answer. Yeah, give me something crazy. I'm going with Quincy Jones.
0: That's a, did you watch the documentary on Netflix?
2: No, it's fucking amazing. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, uh, dude. Well, I mean, well, he, St- Stevie Wonder is like probably my favorite artist of all
0: time. That's a great answer. Um, yeah he's uh, he's probably the greatest. I said Ray Charles is the most important American musician of all time. It. I love that. But I think the greatest is is fucking Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder has been entertaining us for uh, how yeah,
2: since the 60s. I've, I I would argue too, that Stevie Wonder has um some of the most songs that people know all the words to. Yep. That they don't know it's Stevie Wonder. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's a good point. Like my my girl is a pretty decent, like well like Signed, sealed, delivered. We'll be playing in a, in all of her favorite fucking
0: movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and like, and I'll be like, "Do you know who this is?" And she'll be like, "No, but I know all the words." So you know, you
0: do that to your girl too, because I always yeah. I'll look at my, my wife and I'll just be like, yeah, who is this?" And she'll yeah. be like, "You know, I don't fucking know who <laughs> this is." Or I
2: the I, movie or the music quiz
0: is your girl as into music as you, or is she kind of no, no? no So no. neither is my my wife's not at all. I think I personally I, I think it would
2: um. It would be tough if, if, for me. I would.
0: Uh, could could you date yourself? Because I know I couldn't yeah, fucking date no, myself. That's, that's, uh, that's a great way to put
2: it. It no. would just
0: be too much of a competition all the time. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay. a competitive dude?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a complicated thing with me because I've noticed that as I've gotten older, some of my. Some of my need, like, particularly in the context of like sports or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, um,. I had some bad injuries when i was younger and, I, <laughs> and, and like i felt like as i've gotten older when i'm playing pickup ball or something like that that need to win yeah has like dwindled a little bit
0: but artistically do you find yourself Ar- arti- being arti- over yeah like- yeah
2: artistically is where where it all goes now it's a good thing though. yeah and um it's actually something that i really miss about ground up yeah um, having somebody else that i really respected in the room as well right um like writing with me and feeling that like it was a really friendly and healthy competition but me like malcolm didn't want to get outshined by me on the song so and, you gotta and, push harder and vice versa i feel that way and about
0: erica all the time which is so crazy because right. erica is not that way at all erica is not like a like i need to be the best kind of a person mm-hmm. Her being who she is as a vocalist, I constantly work harder on my vocals just because she's such a boss. Mm-hmm. And I write these parts, so I write all the lyrics. So, right, like, I'm right. writing this, and I'm like, I know right. she's going to fucking slay that. So I yeah. I got to come ten times harder on the other side of this. It's out of admiration. Absolutely. Not like, well, yeah, it's for the greater good. Absolutely.
2: I like what you said uh, on the last episode, like, you realize at one point it wasn't the Colin show. Yeah, it's it's not and about that, me. That it's about what serves the group best. And that was a big moment for you. Yeah. yeah. And I think we've all had those moments.
0: Right? Yeah, and I think I have that moment more times than I thought I would. Like, I need to constantly be reminded that, like, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. What's good for everybody mm-hmm. here is good for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and he, there's even times when, like, especially our drummer Jimmy really pushes me. Like, he, he fucking, I can be super excited about something and he'll just look me dead in my eyes and be like, yeah, that sucks. And I'll have to take this moment where I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. But then I'm like, he's right. And all of our best moments have come after moments like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's your relationship with your engineer? You keep talking about Beej.
2: Yeah. um, I mean, he's one of my best friends in the world, man. Um, I met him when we were in eighth grade. Those are the relationships
0: that you need in the music industry. Yeah,
2: I I couldn't agree more. Um, And to your point, he, he... you know he he's literally seen everything, yeah, for better or worse, sometimes some he's seen some dark shit and yeah. he's seen he's he's been on stage with us at at the highest moments as well, you know what I mean, and I take a lot of pride in that as well, like um, I think that a lot of people found uh even if I'm not necessarily still working with them, I think that uh, them working with us kind of introduced them to whatever their path in life right. is now. Yeah. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not taking credit for people like... Take credit. for not, Take no, credit I where you deserve it, I dude. I can't. I can't, but like, I really... Put them on f- blast and say, I made you, motherfucker. <laughs> like, like, yeah, but there's some videographers and photographers I know that probably wouldn't be doing it right now if they, like <laughs> their first couple sh- sh- shoots weren't with us and stuff like that. So. What's the
1: best
0: show you ever played? Is they, there one that ever sticks out? yeah there's there's two
2: actually and uh we, we sold out the t l a when we were like first coming that's up. a great fucking feeling this was before like the Fillmore and even union transfer was
0: around yeah, it was the venue um,
2: and it just yeah it felt good to see sold out on the and we're, like on was, that marquee it, too it like it that marquee's yeah. fucking legendary it was
0: our show it
2: yeah wasn't like we we've we've opened up for people that have sold out but it just felt like uh, the culmination of like so much hard work. I know that and, feeling, dude. Um, How
0: about outside of Philly? Like, outside, get-
2: I was gonna bring up the the other show that comes to mind is uh, right. It kind of reminded me of you, you talking about opening up for Bon Jovi. Well, we uh, we opened up for Big Sean right after. He, oh, that's fucking awesome. Put out like he put out Dark Sky Paradise.
0: I love that yeah. record too. People a, hated that fucking record. I know. Record. I
2: know. It's like a, a, a polarizing.
0: I know. Album. He's a polarizing dude know. in general. I know. But you,
2: I've always had love for. Sean. I love I Big John. I like he he he, really came up like in this time where I was really like, plugged into the. Yeah. To the, to the well, game. I mean,
0: let let's talk about that too because yeah. all right. So, I told you this before we started, but ground up. My first introduction to Ground Up was when I was working at a college radio station when I was at Westchester, and they brought up Ground Up as possibly one of the people that were going to play the show. And uh, I went in, looked up, and this is like the period of time. This is 2011, 2012. So this is... This was a really fun time of rap, too. This is Big Sean. Wiz was coming mm-hmm, up, mm-hmm. Um, but there was so much shit coming out of here, too. I'd say Chitty Bang and cushion things like or- that. Cushion Orange. Cushion juice Orange Juice was such a- yo. So much fun. And that's like like finally famous three Big Sean. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's a fun time of music, dude. That yeah. was Mac and Mac Miller was just coming up. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, Mac. Um, that's kids. Like that's like. That's a soundtrack to my period of time in life. We played, like, three shows with Mac. And Did it, you?
2: And it was, like, he was the sweetest dude, man. He he went out of his way to say, what, like, I, I wouldn't even consider that, like, we shook hands and met. But, like, just that's a, the idea that he came out and just said what's up to the openers was, like, a testament to, I think, yeah,
0: who he, who he was. I mean, that's it, always, like, a big, a big one for me. Like, Mac is a, a true, like, I fucking, like... Especially later, Mac, and I know it sucks so bad to say later, Mac, because no, it's a it's a it's a real fact that it happened. But
2: he, he really evolved. He
0: I evolved, yeah. man, like more than most artists mm-hmm. will ever do in a lifetime. Mac took ten years and he gave us like thirteen records. Yeah. But he just became yeah, a man. fucking musician, dude. Yeah, it was,
2: it was, Yeah, it was, that one hit me hard, man.
0: Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. And I, I think like looking back at it that whole period of time spawned so much but it also like seems like this capsule in time like that just came and went like it, it's so weird like it was such a happier time I don't know how else to put this like there was just so much like growth and like it was I don't know it seemed like people had more freedom to be themselves
2: yeah the country the country was right here, <laughs> we didn't
0: have to worry about that side of it shit was it, was, it, was, it was a good time man I mean, we can but, always have that conversation if you yeah, want to yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking
2: but that too though it felt like a a lighter time it was a lighter and that's what I keep
0: saying like with this election coming up like I was I just want to go back and feel I don't know, like, a sense of fucking joy of being alive. Like, there is all... like In the no, last man. four years, there's always, no matter what amazing shit has gone on, there's always this, like, cloud that kind of hangs over shit, and we all know why. Well said. Well said. Well you know said, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. even in the best times of it, you're still like, there's something that's not right here in the soul of the country. The soul of the country feels off. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm praying to God that the fucking things change. But back to ground up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. looking back at that now to where you are with Fortune Cookies... Do you feel more of a freedom to be yourself?
2: Yeah, totally, man.
0: It's palpable. Like I can tell that when I listen to the shit and when I compare it to the ground up, and I love them both. But what I'm saying is, like, I can tell you are you when I'm listening to this.
2: Yeah, and I wanted it to be that way. I wanted the listener to be able to feel like they they got to know some of my. Some of my dark, some of my demons too. Yeah, you know what I mean, I that's it, important. I wanted it to be a, a vulnerable project and an honest project, but um, particularly because I have the opportunity now to to kind of just represent myself. Yeah, um, but you
0: can craft, and you're an image crafter. You know what I mean? Like you are someone we talked about you visually. Like you, you don't just do a project and put it out. You take your time, and you you take all the necessary steps to say like this is gonna be the best version of me. A lot of motherfuckers Thank don't do you, that.
2: I mean, back to the visuals, yeah. Yeah. Thank Stanley
0: Kubrick. Oh, I mean, well you know, you know. fucking yeah, you're picking great examples too. Like I love your use of color. I love I love the way that you crafted the visuals around what you were trying to say on the record with Fortune Cookies. But more than anything, and this is something that I talk at the band a lot. This is gonna sound really fucking weird, and if you get what I'm saying, you'll get what I'm saying, and if you don't, you don't. Your choice of the red and the 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 hues of red that you used put me in a really good spot listening to the record. Like when you're making color palette choices and you're making choices on what you're wearing on your covers, are you you're really trying to put the listener into your world, right?
2: Absolutely, man. I I mean I think I mean granted we have we, like I was lucky enough to work with some people and we had some options, right? But contrasting colors yeah. and and complementary colors are like they're huge for me man I, I go out and i i look i take walks and yeah. i kind of like because if you look at your favorite nikes and stuff generally, yeah. generally speaking those colors are copied somewhere in from nature yeah you know i mean and i think that the, uh, like uh when it came generally speaking it might be like one piece or one thing that we can build uh around and for for the cover for the album cover in particular it was these traditional giant uh chinese dragon pants
0: yeah they were Uh and they they fucking fit like and i i I was really excited to talk to you more on the visuals than anything because i don't think you get to talk about that enough like i feel like (laughs) and it's what it's what catches my eye as an onlooker like go into cause this story fucking blew my mind when like I kind of looked into what this is about you found out that your your nationality was different than what you thought it was right I, I did yeah um
2: I ended 2018 I got a call uh from from my mom at first and then and she was she told me that Mind you, I was adopted Right So, um I've known that since I was, a, since I was a, <laughs> That would have been A fucking yeah, crazy conversation yeah, yeah. I've known Yo, By the way, a, <laughs> you're adopted I've known that since I was a kid but, Did they always let you know that? Uh Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't remember the exact Conversation But Um I would get I would get I would get It wasn't like I don't want to sound like I was victimized Or like But I would get teased sometimes Yeah about how I looked Or like And I I remember noticing that I didn't l- really look like my <laughs> parents the way some of my friends look like their parents. You yeah. Know what I mean, and, uh, so I think I, yeah, I, you always knew. Yeah. It was, and then my mom, eventually she told me, and I don't know what my reaction was to be honest with you, but I get a sense that it was, it was like me and my mom, or I don't even call her my adoptive. No, it's my, your mom. That's my mom. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's my dad. So, um, I'm sorry,
0: being man. a pa- yo, being a parent seems like because I'm not. I don't. Are you? You're not a parent, are you? No, no,
2: no. All right, cool. No, yeah, I didn't want to overstep my boundary there, no, but no, like, no, no, no.
0: it's more of an action than it is a, uh, than it is a given title. Give like, you, 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 oh, you yeah, man. just because well you're so. Said. You know what I mean? Well like
2: said. anybody, anybody can have a child. Not everybody can be a mother. Or a father, exactly. You know
0: I mean? But like, uh, so what's the story? You story, found out you were Chinese? So
2: was, yeah. So sorry, that was my long winded way. But, <laughs> You know, no, that's cool. That's what this so spot's for. I get a I get a call um, from my biological sister, my full wow. full blood, blooded biological sister, same mother, same father. Um, that's got to be fucking wild. And it it was profound, man.
0: It was surreal. Um, do you still do you do you guys um, have a like a relationship now? Oh, I talked to her before I came here. Yeah, that's amazing, we have, dude. We have this
2: incredible connection, man. She's this virtuoso writer. Like I take a lot of pride in my writing. She, she's a published author she, what? she was on like oprah's favorite list this year for um uh, yeah for uh memoirs um and her she put out her debut memoir last year uh, i'm i'm gonna plug it just because yeah called, there you go no called, plug it that's what this is for it's called long live the tribe of the fatherless girls and wait are like, you
0: serious i've heard of that
2: yeah, yeah, it's a, it, it's in Barnes and Nobles. It's everywhere, man. I, How I, did you guys find each other? Apparently, um, my biological father he passed away dude, uh, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah, When he was on his, uh, you know, on his deathbed, I think uh, he basically told um, his brother, which is their uncle, to that that. I I existed, and that if, Whoa. if they wanted to come come and find me, that they could they he would suppo- like he would make sure that the lawyers who handled the adoption would make sure it happened. This
0: is insane, dude. It, it's crazy, man. You <laughs> should make crazy. an album about it, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love that, bit. dude. So, so
2: yeah, so I I talked to my sister, and we were just like it's hard to catch up on 28 years. Yeah, so I mean, what's like, been
0: going on in your life? Yeah,
2: yeah, but it like it was it was cool, man. Just like little shit, like she was like, did you ever have an ingrown toenail? And I was like, yo, I had, I had three. And she was like, I had four. I said, it was like little shit like that, like that you, you kind of take for granted. Uh, Do you, you see similarities between the two? Oh yeah, I, yeah, I gotta show you a picture, you man. Bad, yeah, but um, but yeah, that was the thing. I ch- I cheated like I, when I heard her name, I looked her up online because I heard she was an author too, and that was the mo- like I I cried, man. Like, yeah, I, I saw a picture of her and
0: it's me with he- long hair. That's you know fucking you know crazy. I, mean?
2: I was like, I knew that was my sister when I saw it. You know. What
0: I mean? How much of you like because you said you were like twenty eight when you found this out, like you like yeah. So yeah. like I'm twenty eight now, so I'm thinking myself like. How odd is it to have this conception of, like, or even if you didn't have a full conception of, like, what your background was, and you find out you got this whole other side of you you didn't even know existed. Like, did you feel a connection to that, like, right away?
2: Yeah. I mean, it, you know what? I've, I've I've met a lot of adopted kids that um, struggle with their identity. Yeah. And, and, and the lack of knowing knowing their real parents and stuff, parents in particular, really bothered them. Yeah. Um, for me, like, the way I was brought up, I I, I was really lucky in a sense that, like, um, I I don't know. I, I just, I, I never really craved, like, uh, meeting, meeting my biological parents or something. But that being said, I did have a feeling that I had some, siblings out there yeah it always intrigued me but when it came to like the ethnicity and stuff i think that i was it did bum me out a little bit that i didn't have this like civic pride that i saw a lot of my friends have. even if it was like one of my italian friends yeah eating the seven fishes yo you know? and i was just right. gonna say like
0: i take that shit for the, granted those
2: little traditions like that yeah don't because it's a beautiful thing man i grew you know up like, my grandma's I house i tell you
0: what to do. And she was, no, 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 no. It's it's more like, a, I really do have, resp- it, it's, I feel lucky because you hear, there's a lot of people in this world who don't have the luxury through different circumstances of knowing exactly where their families come from. I'm lucky enough to know that I'm four things. I, four different people came from four different countries, met in America, and now I'm here. Mm-hmm. So I'm Italian, Hungarian, Polish, and Finnish. And I'm talking like immigrants came from these different parts of the country or from different parts of the world. Right. But I grew up in my grandmother whose families were all born in Italy in her house. So that's where I have that connection to it. Which is funny though, because I I still carry on all the Italian traditions. I got my I got my dago train like chain on right now. You know what, what I'm like, saying? Yeah. Like, but my wife will always bust my balls and just be like, "Dude, you're only a quarter Italian." I'm like, "No, but like." But that's how I grew up. You know what I mean. She's a hundred percent Irish. So she. You
2: identify with. That's that. what I identify yeah, with. Yeah.
0: It's just fun, like so. When I, you found this out, were you in the process of making the record, and then everything changed, or did this inspire you to make the record that you made?
2: I have made like two songs, really, that that would end up making the project, but there wasn't like any real direction or concept. Yeah. And this kind of felt like it was kind of meant to be. It's destiny, like, dude and not to mention i had so much to say about it too. Yeah, yeah so i was like why not make this album that kind of celebrates it and 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 one thing that I, I like this one underlying theme that i really wanted to get across was this idea of duality and that um you know two things can be true at the same time like uh yeah. Like, you can be a baseball player and a great musician You're, or, or, or a, a devoted musician. We
0: are we are multifaceted organisms. Like, we, we don't have to be one thing, man. And, absolutely. And, like, absolutely. the whole, the craziest fucking thing, like, I always wonder about, and that's, like, in your situation, like, did you feel like when you found out more about yourself, did you feel anything inside you change or did you want to start to, like... Embrace that, or or did you did you yeah, still feel like the yeah. same guy? Yeah,
2: no, I mean, I felt like I didn't feel like a a, a drastic change, but at the same time, like I w- I wanted to embrace it. It was something that uh, you know I celebrated my first Chinese New Year. This See, that's season, fucking you know dope. I mean? And it was it, little things like that that I I think that they're important. I yeah. think that it's a beautiful thing to uh, to be able to kind of like have these little traditions and it's not something that necessarily defines me but it's a part of me you know and it it shouldn't be something that that's a beautiful thing though man like and and, you know to my parents credit like we didn't have like you know we didn't have civic pride but we had our own traditions in our own way and we but like it's it was cool to just definitively know this is who I am. Yeah, you know I
0: mean? it kind of gives it this kind of cap on, like maybe a question that you had had throughout your life, and you're like, "Fucking like, Absolutely. I figured this shit Absolutely. out." Yeah. So you make the record. Did you have an idea visually of what you wanted to portray while you were making it, or was the record done and you were like, "Okay, this is where I'm gonna shape my idea"? No, actually, we did a lot of the visuals
2: before the record was totally done.
0: I fucking, I picked that out because you had, you had been kind of teasing what you were doing for a long time. Yeah, that and was
2: kind of a problem.
0: No, but that's fine, though. I, I do the same shit. But, like, the thing I really enjoyed about watching this entire process was because I felt a connection to it because I feel like I go through the same thing as someone who, like, thinks visually. Mm-hmm. Like, when when we're going to put something out, I like to text the guys in the band or, like, Friends of mine, I swear to God, I send this text message, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but I'll send the song and say, "I know this sounds weird, but what color do you hear? Like, what, what, what would put you in this place the best that I you can?" That. And I remember like the first time asking my wife that, and she's, she just, do you do you hear colors? I I don't know that I hear colors, but like I can I can feel like if I'm listening to a song, I'm like, this is. This is blue. like, I, yeah, like nah, I, that's, that's the synesthesia yeah, type yeah. shit. But it's more like, I just know I want my listener to feel what I'm trying to portray. And I'm like, what's the best color to try and speak to this song? Mm-hmm. And uh, I always give Tyler the creator, a lot of credit because I feel he's like so good when he it, put man. out Flower Boy and it's him and the bees and he's in this field with the sunset, mm-hmm. that record, uh, it's the number one record that when I think about, like, I think Kanye does a really good job with this too, but like, especially his early shit, like putting you in the world that the record lives in.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, he's and so talented with it. It's unbelievable because the I mean, early dude, days with
0: him... And it, the attention to
2: detail.
0: It's just like... I love Tyler because he's someone who grew past his limitations mm-hmm. because those early days of, of the the shock value shit and he could have just... The whole Odd Future movement could have just been written off as like uh, uh They're yeah, just no, the, those what, wacky hear, kids. Yeah,
2: I hear what you're saying. And then... Yeah, and he, now he's winning uh, Grammys. 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 He will uh, win yeah. an Oscar at
0: some point, probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. But just to watch the way that motherfucker knows who he is, has always known who he is. And I think to me, like, that's the hardest thing that we as artists have to overcome. It's being able to showcase who we are, more than anything, knowing who the fuck we are before it's too late. Like, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I would argue that Tyler
2: didn't always
0: know who he was. I, I agree, early,
2: but he, he but, fought his way there. Mm-hmm, absolutely.
0: Who um, else do you, like, kind of... Like, I mean, Pharrell is always somebody that people are going to look at and being, like, he's always, like, I haven't always loved the way, like, as a kid, like, I was never attracted to the Neptune's, like, Star Trek vibe, like, visually, Mm -hmm. but I always loved the sounds. I think as he's progressed, like, I've come to respect that more because it was so ahead of its time. But, like, I think, like, it always comes back to Kanye on this fucking podcast somehow. Like, Kanye was my biggest inspiration as a kid of, like, Every album was uh, its own universe. And that, to me, like inspired me so much.
2: Man, I'm such a Kanye fan. All right, I, dude, I, thank I, God. Like, I didn't know by your reaction if you were going to be like, because, because, Kanye. because I've been really torn about... Um, me too. I'm, I'm like, you know, sometimes to a fault. I, I I take politics a little too serious That's okay. Sometimes um, Just so, means you care. Yeah, and it, quite frankly, like, some of the things he's been saying and doing, it it hurts, man, It does, man. Because <laughs> I was like... I'm the biggest Kanye apologist and, Yo, and, me too. and defender in the world. Me and my mom laugh about it all the time. Dude,
0: Bruce Bruce Warren from XPN will hit me up, right? And I'll I'll post something on the the band's Instagram story and it'll just be like it'll be like a picture of or like a link to like an early Kanye track. I'll be like, "Thank you so much Kanye." And he'll just DM me and be like, "Yo, fuck Kanye." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, "I oh, know, man. I know. I know. I know." It's the same thing we brought up earlier. It's can you separate an artist from his art? And I I'm actually the kind of divorcing t- pre life of Pablo Kanye and post life of Pablo Kanye because they're just two different people in a way. I just I more than anything at this point have to believe that there's something truly not right there. Like, yeah, I
2: was just gonna say, man. I just hope he's okay. Me too. Honestly,
0: and like I honest like
2: I was just, it's so funny, man. I was just having this conversation and how much it bums me out, quite frankly. Yeah. But like, um, like think he announced some album that he was going to put out a few weeks ago like God's I, Country. I honestly didn't even care. Neither did like, I. I. It wasn't it's not something that's on my radar anymore. I have and a like, group chat that, with me and my Mike. That in and of itself is a bummer, man. Me I'm and my two lie, boys
0: Paul and Tom, we we have a group chat that's all just hip hop shit. And in our group chat every time that Kanye's about to drop something, we're just like, yo, you think this is it? You think he's back? Like you think this is like the real no, Kanye back? No. And every time it's we like, t- we take a listen and we're like, nope. Not right. yet. Yeah. But it's more like, I don't have to politically agree with my artists. Like, you can have a, a varying opinion than me, but, like, when you're being hurtful to people, especially right. your fans, right. Right. then I take, because then it doesn't feel genuine anymore. It feels like you're just trying to raise shock value. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do that with certain things, go ahead. But if you're talking about people's, you know, fucking political beliefs or just their their lives, like, then you're just fucking being a dickhead. And mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything yeah. else to say after that. But, yeah. I mean. Yeah.
2: Or do, or doing it for clicks. which That's is, what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know what's worse. You know Yo. What I, mean? I,
0: like, I mean. This is the kill your internet podcast. Like we talk about this all the time. And kind of like. The give and take of the internet. Like. I, before I dive in that. Are you a social media fan? Like do you enjoy social media? Or you, do you use it for business purposes?
2: I, I mean. I try to use it for business. I like to say that sometimes I use my phone. And sometimes it uses me. It uses all of us. Yeah. Bro. Um and I like sometimes I catch myself uh, like I'll be unconscious yeah scrolling and the I'll endless like, scroll is a real thing uh, man oh yeah and they engineer it for us to
0: be addicted to it uh, like everything is it. set up so that we just keep coming back not to mention the fact that they have all of our data so they know what we want to see regardless absolutely but let I me mean, take let me take my tinfoil hat off before I get in my <laughs> before I get no, my I, conspiracy I, theories I, I it, but
2: I mean it's tough right because these things could be such a such an important tool Yep And um, They're not being used that way And I'm guilty of
0: it Right we're guilty all guinea pigs We're all but guinea pigs Yeah
2: I mean when When something When a When a product doesn't cost anything You're the product you Exactly I mean? Yo that's you a really I mean? good point so Like And I I understand all that I still think it's like It's dope that Like my dad's 85 years old Yeah and like He can like He can Read like uh, a news article from some dude in India who's going through it, like, and like that. That's how certain people use it.
0: Bro, we we talk about this a lot. Like, it, it's my gripe is not with the internet itself. It's about the current state of affairs that it's in right now. I agree, man. I think it's we talked about the soul of like America, right, and the fact that it just hasn't felt good recently, and for whatever reason that is. The divisiveness that you see online, and if you put most people in a room who are having these arguments online, they'd find some common ground, or they'd mm-hmm. at least talk it out. Mm-hmm. But it's set up to be divisive. It's set up to be a one-way street, and it's, I, it, sadly enough, could be a very communal thing, but it's not right now. I've had some, um, especially
2: with Ground Up, like we would have some really heat, heated things happening online. And it would never happen in person. You know what I, don't I mean? Think that's a coincidence. Like, and I'm not. I'm not sitting here being like, I'm a tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll beat you the fuck up. Yeah, it's yeah, not it at all. I just think that when when you're when you're looking at someone face to face, there's it's a different thing, man. There's compassion there, and there's like, or no, if nothing else, like uh, some kind of common ground. Like, yeah, and
0: it's also when you when you look at online interaction a lot of times, there's no nuance. Like when we're having a conversation, mm-hmm. you can see my face, and if I say something, you can tell I'm joking. Right. As opposed to online, it's words, it's 140 characters, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and and you're just gonna take it on face value and be like, get out. Like you know what I mean? Like there's gonna Absolutely. be an argument. Absolutely.
2: I want which, do- which is by the way, which is one of the only things that like. There's a lot of things actually, but like <laughs> not seeing this the mask culture right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. And, like I'm all about it again because we gotta be safe and yep. look out for one another, but. It's hard for me not to see people smile. I
0: know, know man. It's a bummer. You know
2: what I mean? And like, that's the kind of we're gonna get back
0: to normal, dude. We really are. Like at the end of the day, like this is a temporary thing. But we're just all being safe while we can. I like that. I think like one of the one of the other like main questions I want to ask you is like, when I listen to your music. I don't and I I feel like a lot of people say this just because it's a conversation point when they're talking to people and they can't label things perfectly but I hear a lot of influence. Like I hear a lot of influence from a lot of different places. Who was the first artist when you were a kid who like who struck the chord? Who was like who was like, "Oh my god, I want to do that?" Like even if it's not one person, it's multiple people, but like what was your path to like discovering
2: music? So um I was the only child so like uh media publications were, yeah. like, played a huge role like the source magazine was yeah, like dude. so big for me man yeah. and I remember I remember, I like uh, it was a goal of mine to get uh, as many of the albums that they rated five mics as possible. Yeah, They're, those were the classic albums. I wish you know the I mean? source still meant what it used to mean. I dude. know, man. It's you know, what I mean, I'm I'm old school. Like and double XL yeah, and yeah, Complex, yeah. And absolutely. I, I still
0: check Complex every day, but Complex isn't like a
2: yeah. But I used to, we. I mean, I know you remember Complex magazine. Yeah, Complex magazine, holding it in your hand, like damn. But yeah, I mean, I remember like. Uh, for Christmas, like I had to get Equimini, I had to get yeah um, by Outkast, I had to get uh, Illmatic, I had to get uh,
0: uh, I'm sorry. that whole period. No, but that whole period of time, like that's ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. Like that's all, all
2: that, those quote unquote classic albums. That was like what I uh, oh, Most deaf Black on Both Sides. Yo, that,
0: that was, is that is a childhood album of mine. Like that was yeah. a, my see my first discovery. Like what led me to because I always dabbled in rap but like in my house my dad was I brought this up in the last episode my dad was a blues musician but also like very much like a classic rock guy and he respected rap but he didn't get it mm-hmm. and in my house he was like nah none of that shit. it's not he said it's art but it's not music if you want if you want to bring something into my house you have to explain to me why it should be here my All dad cared very deeply about music so like if I brought him something he'd be like why do you like this I think that I'd love that looking back on it now because like, yeah. I it's always been a thing for me like I don't care what everybody else is listening to. Mm-hmm. I need to follow my own path. Like even when like when we were kids like people went through that emo phase or like whatever they had the pop punk music, mm-hmm. I skipped it. And I went right into rap. I dove in heavy. I was the only kid who was in 8th grade with Cream as the ringtone on their phone. Okay. You know what I mean? Like right. so so you're talking like the source put you on to Outkast? You know that that whole era is is unbelievable. Yeah, but even,
2: even like a little bit further back, Tribe Called Quest, I mean, uh, Midnight
0: Marauders is and, was that your favorite Tribe album? Um, or Low End Theory? No, Low End Theory was. See, Midnight Marauders is my favorite. Yeah, like, uh, we, I have this argument with with Ken, who's my bass player, all the time because he's a Midnight Marauders guy too. I I completely understand why people love the Low End Theory because it it's like the Sergeant Pepper's a rap. It's one of the most important records of all time.
2: But so those are the to answer your question those are the ones that like introduced me to this art form and it wasn't until I heard our guy Kanye and
0: Kanye it, changed my life man
2: it he really did man and particularly from from where I, I grew up and what I saw I I saw Kanye as somebody that like this you keep in mind this is this is G Unit. This is 50 Cent. Get rich or die trying. Yep. I just got shot nine times. <laughs> and part of me is like, if I if I wanted to do this, where do I where do I fit in? Yep. You know what I mean? Because I I'm not gonna talk about things that I don't know anything about.
0: You can't be coming out of New Hope talking about you got shot nine times, bro. It don't Kanye, happen like that. <laughs>
2: you know what I mean? And, and Kanye Kanye was wearing a polo shirt. Um, talking about social issues generally speaking or just things that he was seeing
0: bro uh, this is like the perfect example of what i'm talking about here to where people we talk people talk a lot about representation like it's a very like uh, a, a word that gets turned around a lot a today big part of my album representation and, and I, I kanye's black i'm white but right. in a weird way everybody saw a bit of themselves in kanye at that point because he was one the underdog and two he was out here saying like yo this is what i am mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm i'm wearing tight jeans and a fucking backpack literally says that in like half his songs but like yeah that yeah. to me was like
2: uh, at a time when no one was, no one was
0: doing that yeah and it was inspiring
2: on a lot of different levels man
0: and, I, I don't um, know what it was man but th- that was the first record i bought with my own money like uh it was 2004 Uh, Walked to Pat's Music And I bought The College Dropout And Bruce Springsteen's Greatest Hits And ever since then Kanye like Which once again Leads me back to Why it hurts so bad To have to like Explain I feel like But like there's a Listen
2: man I think the history books Are gonna be really Kind to Kanye West Just as far as His musical contributions Are just I'll, no, one, I, no one, no
0: will ever tell me anything. Art, yeah, it's just there's no artist like when you think about these movies that are coming out now, like uh, like Ray, like Rocket Man, like Bohemian Rhapsody. There is no artist in the past twenty years who deserves to have one of those more than Kanye, because when you think about like the movie Ray and and like we're bringing it back to movies, but like there's like stages in these people's lives and everything has a different energy around it mm-hmm. and like there's like ups and downs and ups and downs and And I'm not even talking about like current Kanye because this is a whole nother ballpark. But like, Mm -hmm. even when you're talking about from album to album, like he goes and does, uh, fucking graduation, and then does my beautiful dark twist of fantasy. But Uh. between then, he does 808s and heartbreaks, and like just those three albums alone, you have this energy of like stadium status, then down to like basically like electronic blues R&B songs that are just depressed to yeah, the greatest yeah. album of the past 20 years, which and is yeah, Dark just Fantasy. And
2: visually, and the marketing. And it's like, it was all different, a whole different journey every time. And it was, yeah, it's just really inspiring. And that, I'm going to piss you off here. Not attention to detail. I'm going to piss
0: you off here. When I see what you are trying to connect the dots on, that's what it reminds me of stop it i swear to god this thank is what i said like i knew this is not gonna know. be like this is something but like when i see you putting the effort into the way that you market yourself and the way that you relate your music back to the art that's where i draw the comparison so take that as you will but like just know from an onlooker's point of view like that's what i see that means a lot to me man. i wouldn't again, say again, that i mean but again, it
2: again man the the visuals are like it's always been important for me, but I guess I'm lucky because I feel like it, it seems like music is becoming less and less of an uh, important factor. <laughs> like yeah. The way you package it is becoming...
0: And we're uh, all becoming businessmen one way or another. Right. We have to. Right.
2: And I'm not saying that that's necessarily my approach. I'm just saying that it feels like that um, as a whole.
0: Uh, I think what, what might pop for a certain amount of time might be that what's going on now. but. The way you do it are things that will be remembered. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I hope so. If you think, I so. if I, if you pulled up like the top ten rappers or just top ten artists in general from like 2013, this is seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I bet you four of them still are relevant. Like, there's people that are always gonna pop and then come and go. Yeah. But like, when there's real artists who put the time and effort into creating everything around it. That's when you can make something really special. And I want you to know like from my perspective like that's what I see in you. Like and I I want you to know that. Thank
2: you, man. And and likewise, bro. Even even the new stuff you guys have been doing, it's just thoughtful. And I I hope that thoughtful is a word that I use a lot because I think that uh so much of the stuff that we're consuming right now isn't
0: that. It's thoughtless. Yeah, yeah it's mindless. It's faceless. It's it's when we when we put out zeros, right? It was a conversation to where I was saying that there's this intro track on the record that's 35 seconds long and it's a it's a something I produced and put together that it's basically what the inside of my head is supposed to sound like when it comes to internet interaction. It's uh, a it's street traffic, it's a heart monitor, it's the internet noises, it's all this convoluted mm-hmm. together and it goes mm-hmm. to a flat line. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the record feels very spacious and lonely. And to me, like I wanted there to be this this uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? This uh, juxtaposition between what the internet is or what it sounds like, as opposed to what the interaction online really is, and it's very lonely. And that's why I feel like there's so much in the world right now that you see so many of these kids, specifically, who just are looking for something. They want attention. They want. They don't want to feel as lonely, but they're going to this place where they're just getting marginalized more and more. And that I put when you look at the artwork for the record. To complete catch twenty two. Yeah. I, lo- I it's love it's very it. open and spacious and it's it's I wanted you to feel that. So like when I yeah. say like you hear those opening chords of the first song on the record, it's called Tell It to the Internet. It's it feels like you're in a vacuum and you're just out in space. So I needed there to be that represented visually so when you listen to it you know what world you're in. So I love that. I love that because I, man, I pray for these kids. That, me too, that,
2: man. That, um I sound like an old head, but I pray we, I pray for kids that grew up stri- all, all the whole time on the internet.
0: Dude, we, um, we got to live the best of both worlds, right? We got to live yeah. pre-internet, yeah. and then when we got to an age where it started to pop, we were like, we got to experience childhood. Could you imagine seeing this shit online today? And it's why, like, I think it's partially good you see so many kids, like, I'm talking like 12, 13-year-old kids online who have political opinions, Yeah. but at the same time... You can't have a fully th- formed opinion on something that's like policy in the in the White House when like you're twelve. I don't know. Like no,
2: no, no. I do think Gen Gen Z or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we got some badass kids. Oh no doubt, are, dude. No doubt. to do some some cool things. But, but I, that, with that being said, like they're I, fucking fearless. Like uh, I, I was I was talking to my friend the other day, and um, you know, personally, I've had I've had to realize that. Uh, I need, I need to be careful around, about certain things yeah. um, when it comes to habitual use. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Whether it's drugs, whether it's gambling. Yeah. Like whether, you know, I, I I have to be vigilant.
0: This man. is the age where we find out these kind of things. You know what I'm yeah, saying? <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely, man. I got to be careful because I've noticed that for some people it's it's really easy to say goodbye to some of these things. And yeah. For you know, me, it's, it's not sometimes.
0: Yeah, I but mean, that's you. But you're and, learning that shit. You know what I mean? Right, like that's right, right. self awareness. But,
2: but I feel I feel myself, um, again like getting sucked into this wormhole with this tele with this phone. Yeah. And like I've read, I've read that they have studies that like, um, the same chemicals that like happen when you're gambling, when you're drinking. Oh, see, endorphins,
0: man. They just when, launch when,
2: out when you're drinking alcohol, which I don't do, but. Um, you know, usually these things are regulated by age, but we're handing like eight-year-olds cell phone,
0: Dude, and it's like my 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 I, my older sister. It's
2: scary, man. We don't, we don't we don't know any, what we're what it's doing.
0: My Older sister has two kids that are under the age of ten, mm-hmm. and to see them like use my sister's phone freaks me the fuck out. It's right, not um it's right. you know I don't have kids, so it's not my business. But like I'm just saying like. I am just. I've seen what it's done to our generation, and we've had the the luxury of time and experience of not like we've gotten to grown into it. Mm-hmm. These kids out the womb are getting handed iPhones. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, <laughs> my fault. <laughs> no, I, I, that's I, me. Yo, i will try that. Um, I think. I think one day.
2: I think one day we might look at it kind of like uh, treat treat social media like like cigarettes. Yeah. Like, like, damn i can't believe believe. you know what i mean like i
0: i my darkest thought is that this is the slippery slip to the beginning of the end i i i I hear that i think it's got to get scaled back at some point but i mean fact matters we're not going to know until there's more time but Mm -hmm. dude Mm -hmm. this has been an absolute pleasure like i I really i've enjoyed this a lot and like, you're someone i've really wanted to get to talk to for a while now likewise man the time's flying flying by yeah how long Um, do you think this has been
2: Man. it's been an hour yeah. I like think
0: an hour an hour hour 15 yeah. so um dude we're gonna wrap this up it's been an absolute pleasure promise me you'll come back for a round two please man yo please, for man. real th- i'm dead serious so Say next time word. you're gonna put something out you let me know Let's we'll have you back on some philly sports next time. yo absolutely that right. we did not even touch that
2: i know but we got so much music stuff to talk about it's so. because
0: the beginning of this podcast is going to be me and Ken are recording it later And it's just gonna I, It's funny You'll be able to listen To the end of this podcast And <laughs> compare it back The beginning's just gotta be about, about the Sixers Just breaking my heart I Oh <sighs> And rest in peace to Brett Brown. Not rest in peace, but like, yeah. No,
2: man, I I, I got respect for both. I, I love, love Brett I, Brown. I love Brett. Um, I don't think he, he was a big ex. was nah. Guy. And I don't think uh, he was a big
0: accountability guy either. either.
2: I mean, you watch Brett, Brad Stevens. He, he yeah, that guy's a tactician. Do you, what I, do you
0: think about Jay Wright?
2: I would love to. I would love to have him. I would at with, least feel confident. Me too. You know what he, I mean? He's. I mean, he's like George Clooney out there. Yo. <laughs> You too fresh. I mean? Yeah, and I, you see what he does with 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 like four guard like. Little, Yo, seriously. The lineups.
0: So. The thing that bothers me though, If we did go with Jay Wright. We'd have to restructure this this team. Like we, you can't have these bigs like this because and, he's. And, a the, sh-
2: and the problem is, good luck restructuring this team, bro. You know, man, this was such a
0: happy conversation. We ended this on such a fucking sour note. Yeah. Yo, for yeah. real, Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll have you back on soon, my man.
2: Please. Say the word, man. No problem.
0: Thanks for having me. My man.